Hey, hey, welcome back. Justice League episode. Whew. This is a doozy. There was so much to cover. Snyder Cut is out. Watch it on HBO Max. I had my good friend Kelvin Ng come over. He is the grand poobah of Star Wars and Marvel and DC and all the comic stuff. He knows more than I ever could. And I love talking to him about all of it. So this was a natural fit. Um, and I want to zoom through the intro because it's a longer episode because there was just so much to cover. But uh, like us on social media and follow all the things and rate us and do all that stuff. And that's it. So let's get into the episode. All right. Justice League. I'm excited. I was excited also 20 minutes ago when we already recorded this and needed to re-record it because the sound was bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, still excited. But still really excited. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, I want to start. There's so many things for us to cover. We were so excited for this. Oh, yeah. If you haven't watched the movie, by the way, uh, probably do that. But I do think this is a rare circumstance where you could probably listen to the podcast first and it would be fine. Mm-hmm. Um because there's no spoilers to be had, really. If you already watched the Whedon one, like, you kind of know what happens. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, agreed. So feel free to do whatever you want. Um, I do want to talk about the theatrical version for a second. Okay. Uh, how did you feel about it? Give me your, your quick spiel. I had trouble. <laughs> I, had trouble. I, I had to lie to myself to really like it. Okay. I mean, like, for what it was... Due to the situation, it's like, all right, I guess this is what we have. Sure. This is it. Whedon was dealt a losing hand. Yeah. This, yeah. this is what we're left with. Uh, it didn't stack up to the awesomeness that all the other superhero movies have been, I guess. It's just what it is. But it was yeah. still better than Suicide Squad and some of that stuff, yes. right? I thought, like, I thought so. Because like, I, I was a huge fan of Batman vs. Superman. Same. But then there are people that like don't like it. I was like, you know what? It's just not your cup of tea. That's yeah, okay. I didn't feel like that was a flawed movie. I felt yeah. like Justice League had actual flaws, the theatrical version. Yeah. Whereas were... Batman vs. Superman, was it was fine. Uh, it just wasn't like overwhelmingly amazing, but I did yeah. really enjoy it. And same with Man of Steel. I enjoyed like, that too. A lot of it was like, I just want to see these gods fight. Yeah, for <laughs> That's real. That's all I'm here for. Watching Bat- that whole story, <laughs> I remember watching the old animated um what was it called? The one where Batman does fight Superman, and he's older. It's oh, uh, the Dark Knight. And was uh, it? Uh, no, yes. it was something like that. It was yeah. like Frank Miller. Dark Knight Returns. Dark Knight Returns. That's what it is. Um, that is sweet. If you want to look it up, that's oh, like was the inspiration for those yes. fights in Batman vs yes. Superman. Really cool. Uh, anyway, yeah, the <clears throat> the whole situation with Snyder and his tragedies with his family and needing to leave the movie and. Having already filmed a lot of it, obviously, and needing Whedon to step in, it's like, I don't blame him for much of it. Yeah. He, it was an impossible task to ever pull that off, right? I say this nicely. Uh, it was a dumpster fire. Okay. <laughs> of a situation. That was super nice. <laughs> you know, it's like, Whedon was coming off of the Age of Ultron train. Right. You know, like, he just finished that. Yeah. It didn't do as hot in the box office. I guess. You know, people like it. It was still like pretty. It. it was like, hey, it's the It just Avengers. didn't do Avengers numbers, but yeah, it, like, it was good. It's like people will always compare to the first movie. Sure. And like, I do. Right. I do that you know, Avengers was great. It was We finally got to see all these heroes together on screen. Yeah. 
Then we added a couple more for Age of Ultron. But like it wasn't, you know, oh, it's Ultron, but like it's not the yeah. comics Ultron. Sure, sure, sure. It's a different Ultron. It, yeah, I guess that's just sequels in general. Although Marvel yeah. has found a way to buck that trend somehow. But twenty three movies later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I do want to. I just we're gonna get to some Whedon stuff later that is not nice. Mm. Yes. <laughs> rightfully so. Yeah. And this is the nicest we're going to be to him. But I do, I'm a huge Buffy the Vampire Slayer fan. Yeah. I loved Avengers. I liked Age of Ultron a lot. I think he's done a lot of good stuff. And I think he is good at his job, aside from all the personal things that we're going to talk about. And he shouldn't be working, but that we'll yeah. get there. Um I mean, I, I I think he this was just so impossible to take a Snyder movie and turn it into a Whedon movie, but still trying to make it feel like Snyder because it's his thing and right. the studio's got pressure on you and you have all these stars who are used to working with someone else. I would it, say, you know, you got balls coming in here. With that. Right. <laughs> like, you know, he said yes. I would have said no. Yeah. He said yes. I That, you know, honestly, would other directors have done a better job? I don't think so. I, I think it just was doomed to be what it was. Yeah. Like, it's either you just put it away. Yeah. Like, you, you can't because you already spent all that money. You know, right. actors got to get paid. And for the people that are unfamiliar, Snyder was ready to do this whole movie and had a lot of thoughts and stuff ready for it. And I, his daughter passed away, I believe yeah. is what it was. And he left, understandably. And then you got to imagine that the whole cast and crew was like, well, now what's going to happen? everyone's so sad for him and like yeah you have no idea it's a it's a hard thing and everyone's so down and then whedon has to come in and try to rally the troops and finish the movie and edit it and it's just too much it's it doesn't seem possible i would say you know wb asked too much right of whedon but they couldn't scrap it the crew you know they couldn't scrap like it's like there's it was a lot done already like it was, they were close right. to finishing production but then you know but the editing happened. is where we really separate ourselves yeah. clearly like having like you know with what was done it's like all right so you know we know henry cavill was already filming mission impossible and like <laughs> the you mustache. can't shave the mustache <laughs> you just can't like why i mean come on you like, could have shaved the mustache and used a fake mustache mission impossible can we yeah. get it together what the hell like i say i feel like it would have been easier for them to like digitize a mustache and to just erase it totally <laughs> like that was just like did they hire like an intern from high school to <sighs> Yikes, do that dude it's so funny how the one really bad mistake can literally change the whole frame of the movie oh yeah when that happened no one talked about anything else there was so many cool things in that movie yeah. there were a lot of flaws too but there was some cool stuff which i'll touch on as we go through this this one but that's all anyone talked about was the mustache. Yeah. And, and it, rightfully so. It worked out for Mission Impossible because then everybody True. was like, excited to see Yo, that By the way, that after. movie was sweet. Oh, and Henry Cavill so is amazing. Yeah. I'm a big fan. He is like, actually, hot take coming up right off the top of the podcast, best Superman that's ever lived. Ooh, that's strong word. Yeah. I know. I think it is, though. I think he's so, he fits the mold so well. He looks he the does. part, which is hard to he's do these days. He's physically built for it's it. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And he has this, like, 
he has this way of acting that makes you feel like he is an alien trying to figure out the world somehow. Yeah. But he also does realize, like, I can just destroy all of this if I felt like it, but With I'm trying to figure out... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I'm trying to, like, do this brooding thing where I don't understand what's going on around me and I'm confused. Yeah. Whereas all the other Supermen to me were, like, just strong and and right. they were fine, but mostly bland. I feel like... With- Henry Cavill, it's like you really do see the emotions. Yes, even in like minor facial facial movements, yeah. it's like he, he's not doing a lot. Like the grins, if he's sad, like you just see the emotions behind it. Like somebody shouts Martha, it's like oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. shit's about to go down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, did you watch The Witcher? Yes. Yeah, he's awesome in that too. Yeah, yeah, I'm a big Henry Cavill guy. I think with like the, you know what it is, he is a fanboy himself. Yeah, he's a gamer. He reads comics. Like, for Man of Steel, he almost missed out on the opportunity because of playing World of Warcraft. That's amazing. He missed the phone call. He had to it's call literally him back. Amazing. It's like, that's badass. He's on a raid, man. What are you going to do? I mean, it's like, I trust business. him. I trust him now. Like, hey, that's what's up. Uh, yeah, I really do, too. Anyway, we're, uh, we're going to end up bouncing all around on this because it was a four-hour movie and there's a lot to unpack. But before we get to the actual film itself, which we both loved, right? Like oh, It was oh, yeah. phenomenally better than the other version. And if this were released the first time, it would have been it would have exploded. And if it were a theatrical re- release, it would have been super cool and all that jazz. But I do think that remaking this movie is a big step for film in general yeah. because – when there was no other period in time where a movie could be made have this all this bs go on around it no one's ever going to remake it you're not going to get all the actors back and reshoot and re-edit and do this and do that it's too much money the distribution doesn't make sense because no one's going to go see it but now with streaming and hbo anything is possible this feels like it popped the lid off of stuff that can happen with movies oh, now definitely like i mean it starts with netflix yeah. you know you got Netflix, you have Disney Plus, uh, HBO Max is wonderful, and then you got Paramount Plus coming out, and like Hulu. they're coming in with uh, Top Gun, like Hulu, oh. Amazon. I mean, <laughs> those have Oscar-nominated stuff. Netflix yeah. has. I mean, there's huge movies everywhere, and like I just watched uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. I don't know if you saw that. It was really good, and I'm like, how is it possible that this is a Netflix movie? It's the biggest. It, you're getting the biggest stars in it. Chadwick Boseman and Viola Davis are doing Netflix movies now. Like, almost, what's the point of going back to the traditional right. way? You know, yeah. this seems it seems like a big shift to me. But especially this one, where the movie was already made and didn't do well, and then they have the confidence to be like, "No, we're still gonna do this because yeah. we know how good you it can be." Have to give the people what they want. They know what yeah. they want. Like, just give it. Especially, we touched before we started recording on. Uh, the DC fans and yes. how like the power of the internet. Oh man. I mean, <laughs> power of the fans. Cause I feel like that for a while before this whole MCU thing happened, there were way more DC fans than Marvel ones. Oh yeah. The only thing Marvel had going for it before all this, I think was like the X-Men series probably. And some of those animated ones, but justice league animated was super cool. Oh, I, everybody loved it. Yeah, dude. It was so good. Like the music, like dude, uh, they were big and then they just happened to flop a couple times but now this feels like they're coming out party like yeah. hey we're back like superman's my power. favorite superhero um and I, I have always loved the movies just because it's superman yeah but this for the first time is like 
this is the first one I can go, yeah, this is a good movie. Yeah. Even if I didn't like this kind of stuff. Right. This is just a good film. There's so much here. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. Um, let's not go on forever. I want to jump right into the actual film. So we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll get back to it. All right. Let's talk the whole movie. I like to go chronologically generally, but we're going to bounce all over the place. Okay, yeah, let's do um, it. There's spoilers so if you haven't seen it. If you want to listen anyway, the movie's been out for years, so just watch it and then watch this version because it's much better. Um, don't watch the weeding cut. Just don't. If you haven't seen any of it, just do yourself a favor. Zack Snyder only, okay? That's the way to do it. Why don't we start right there, actually? Do you think anyone would ever go back and watch the Whedon one now that this is out? Yes, because they're going to play it on TV. Like, the Whedon cut will always will be they? on TV. I feel or will like they, they just would. buy this one? I don't think they would. I feel Because, no? like, it's the whole... Because it's four hours? It's four hours, so like it's going to be like a six-hour movie on uh, on TV, but also the aspect ratio. Ah, let's start right? there. We have a group chat, and it's the first thing I said. I could <laughs> As soon as I turned it on, I was like... <laughs> Four three for the whole movie. Yeah, and for anyone who doesn't care about this kind of stuff, it means you have the letterboxes on the side. Right. It didn't. It's not horrible. It's the reason they did that was I think you told me yeah. for IMAX. Was that right? Yeah. So the whole movie originally plan was it was filmed to be seen on IMAX. Right. So when you're in the theater on IMAX, it's just one giant screen. Like you barely notice. The box on the side. Like, you know. But the IMAX screen is 4.3. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So it's like, you know, it was the choice because you get more like picture space. You actually get a full picture yeah, if it's on the, the IMAX thing. screen. Yeah. But when it's not on IMAX screens and it's on a normal flat screen like I have right here, yeah. like widescreen yeah. just stretches it out. Sure. Like if you ever go like early on, like when you're upgrading from a, like the old box TVs uh-huh. to the new widescreens, you know. If you're not paying for the HD stuff, like it just stretches out the footage for you. Yes, I agree. Um, a lot of sports channels still do that, actually, with the bottom line. They actually mm-hmm. just crunch it rather yeah. than cutting off the bottom because they don't want to cut anything. That makes sense to me. But um, something about it is still distracting, I think, to have the letterboxes on the side. It does go away after a while, but I don't know. Maybe I'm alone here. I, I, don't, like, I don't know how people feel about it. You know, like It's like the notch on an iPhone. Yeah, when I have one. On everybody phone, saw so. it. It's like, oh, I don't want that at you all. Like, I was like, he was like, no, I don't want it. You know, but then I finally got the new iPhone 12, and it's like, but you really don't notice it. It's just not you there. Like, you're right. If you stare at it, like, yeah, you're gonna see it, but like, really, it's not there. Like, you go to YouTube, like, it go. It's they fine. don't even the letterbox. They letterbox. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, it's it was definitely me being picky, but it was a weird. It was something you notice at yeah. least. Um. But it does. But they give you a warning though beforehand. They do. <laughs> they do tell cool. you. It's like FYI, four by three. Yeah, I do like that. Um, so, boring stuff aside, I liked right off the. I don't remember how the first one started necessarily. I purposely didn't go back and watch it before because I, I didn't know want to poison. It Did it have that uh, intro with the Batman vs Superman thing? It didn't, right? No, it started with the freaking mustache. Uh-huh. <laughs> they did like a. It was like. 
it was like uh like a superhero scene like superman just saved the day huh. and like you see like firemen putting out a fire and like right. these kids take out their phone hey superman oh, superman yeah. it felt more like uh and you the see that superman you see stuff. the freaking like the mustache thing like oh ooh, no 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 Yikes. no no it's Go like the, how did they not realize that was gonna be the memeiest thing about their fucking movie and yeah. then they put it front and center right in like the beginning? of all the things you cut you should have cut that. <laughs> yeah. Like, it should never been considered. Yeah, that's why we were forgiving Whedon for a lot of this. But, man, I mean, the editing in the first one wasn't good. But no. let's focus on what was good here. Because the opening here with Superman dying and the recreation of that through yeah. the credits and all that kind of stuff, I thought that was such a natural place to start. Yeah, Because it's, definitely. A, it's a sequel to that. It's a sequel, sequel yeah. Yeah, it definitely is. And they had this cool thing where, like, in the first one, a lot of the complaints were that these characters weren't really set up the way they were in the Marvel movies because you had hours and hours for each one. Yeah. And then when they teamed up, it felt like this it cool thing. It took several solo origin movies. But I did feel like he did that in this one. He did give them all their own arc yeah. individually pretty much. They did, yeah. Or what the ones he needed to anyway. Like, I mean, obviously Man of Steel – Right. You know, that's an origin slash reboot. Yeah. Um, we already have the Wonder Woman movies. Right. Amazing. <laughs> First one was amazing. The second one, second one not so much. amazing. Yeah. Um, and, like, for, you know, Batman, like, that's just Batman versus Superman. Like, we already know Batman's story. Sure, we're you sick don't of it. it. Yeah, but we get so, it. I guess what we're really fight. talking about is, you know, and the funny thing that I'm going to keep referring back to is, <clears throat> would this movie have even existed of course, it wouldn't have existed if the first one didn't. But he had advantages here in some ways, knowing what you've already seen in the first movie. Right. To know what to change. And also, he knows that this takes place before Aquaman, right? Mm -hmm. So that's a little awkward. But at the same time, in reality, everyone has already seen Aquaman. Yeah. So he can change things knowing that people have seen it, even though in the lore it comes before. Right, right. So I thought that was interesting. Uh, well, even there wasn't, the there wasn't too much to change for Aquaman. I guess know? not. They did change the opening scene when he goes to see him, though. They it did. was different. I think it's more like stuff was cut out and he just put it back in. Yeah, you know. I guess so. I think like for timing wise, they just cut that stuff out. It just felt like um. It just felt like everyone could be themselves a little more, and that really helped Aquaman. I thought because yeah. I mean we got a commercial for Aquaman out of that scene. <laughs> <laughs> when you see that, I'm going to post it on the Instagram, so consider this a tease for, yeah. uh, for posting it on the Instagram. But yeah, it did look like a cologne commercial. Like he just like... walked out there, you know, whiskey in hand, and smashes it into the ground. He's going Dude, down that runway. Shirtless, water all over him. Yeah, the water just crashes on him, and he just jumps in. Dude, you Aqua can... Di Gio by Giorgio Armani. <laughs> you can smell the scene. <laughs> like I'm, I, I feel like I know what Aquaman smells like. You see that, like the chick sniffing a sweater, like <laughs> true, dude. Yo, Aqua Joe. Also, <laughs> Aquaman has no respect for shirts. No. He just throws him into, rips him off, yeah. and throws him into the ocean. <laughs> you're also kind of littering, care. but you know you're Aquaman. It makes sense fun. because this is before he cared about Atlantis. Right. So in the lore, he's like, That's I'll, true. I'll pollute the ocean. Yeah, I don't care. And yeah. then eventually he learns, becomes king. It was interesting though. Um. I felt like, oh, first of all, the score in this one seemed light years better to oh, me. Oh, definitely. But where I really noticed it was uh, 
that Aquaman scene where he turns Bruce down, which is in the original as well, mm-hmm. and then he walks, the scene you're talking about where he smashes right. the whiskey bottle, that was Icky Thump by the White Stripes yes. in the first one, which I thought was a really cool, that worked really well. It did. And then in this one, they totally, totally flipped it around and did, uh, it was like a soft piano kind of thing about being the king or something mm-hmm. and i looked up who it was because i didn't know that song and it was by nick cave and the bad seeds who do this the theme song for peaky blinders if you watch yeah, that show oh, which show. is the coolest song yeah. the red right hand yeah. song. and i was like oh from that moment i was like snyder really knows what he's doing oh he definitely he knows what he's doing it's his this is his baby you know <laughs> i do feel like he cut some things from the first one that actually did work in the first one mm-hmm. solely because he wanted this to be his thing. Right. Like that song. For He's example. putting respect back on his name. Yeah. You think that's what it is? <laughs> D- totally. <laughs> yeah. I guess part of it is that and part of it is just like, fuck you. I get my chance to do it. Yeah. I'm doing it different. Like, this is how it was supposed to be made. Like, hey, man, all the stuff was there. You just didn't use it. That's on you. Were there any things from the first one that you really liked in that and missed in this? That you noticed? Uh, honestly, I, I'm gonna right now. I'm just saying no. <laughs> I I missed the. Uh, I have notes for it here somewhere. Just, like all the jokes they threw in there. Like I was hoping. Like I was praying at the one scene when they pull apart. Yeah. The uh, mother boxes. Like I've, I don't want to hear that stupid toe joke. Yes. It's like, I don't even have toes. Like oh, yeah, you're right. a fucking robot. You don't have toes. <laughs> like. Uh, no, don't do uh, that. No. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was a ton of stuff that was bad from the first one. Don't get me wrong, but I did think like uh, the scene where Aquaman was sitting on the lasso in the first one and was accidentally saying how beautiful Diana oh. was and stuff. Okay. I thought that was funny, yeah. and Snyder just—I felt like he cut it. It felt like he must have known that that was funny and then cut it just because, like, that's mm, not him. that wasn't that was the other movie. Yeah, yeah. I also felt that way about uh, during the climax scene. That in the original version, they had that cover of Come Together by the Beatles, but right. it was Gary Clark Jr. doing like a really hard rock version, yeah. which was cool, I guess. I liked that song, but they fixed it in this. Yeah. It felt more natural. It's like that. That's where like the music alone just separates between Whedon and Snyder. Like, it really did feel like a big Snyder difference. Snyder has his way of like with his music and like his music choices. Totally. Yeah, yeah. It drives I, the scenes. <laughs> it really does. Like, And it felt like Whedon had these songs that were like, that some studio exec said, this could be a cool single to release for the movie. Yeah, Like the Gary Clark Jr. Yeah. song. I love his music. Yeah. But this felt more like Zack Snyder said, what fits my movie? What mm-hmm. do I need? And that's so important. It, like, yeah. That adds, all of this stuff adds up to the feel of this one being such a more complete story right um how do you feel about alfred in general and oh. jeremy irons i love him as alfred like he's just like he kind of has like that badass like he obviously he, you know he takes care of uh he takes care of bruce wayne and everything but it's like when they go back into the bat cave for the first time it's like oh, oh this is alfred uh I work for him. <laughs> like, <laughs> that was full funny. of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was really funny. Uh, yeah. That was a really cool scene because I felt like, um, I want to get back to the Alfred thing, but that scene, I did feel like you, 
the Batcave is so cool. Yeah. We haven't really gotten a chance to explore Affleck's version of the Batcave very right. much, unfortunately. Hopefully we still do. Um, and you got to see this, like, the Flash brought a lot of childlike wonder to the yeah. situation this time. That was like all of us. He represented all of us in that moment. But I felt like all of them in that moment were like, holy shit, we're in Bruce Wayne's Batcave. Yeah, like, this is actually like, real? Yeah, like, Aquaman was like, all right, this is pretty sweet. Like, even the hardest dude is it's like... It's like, they, they probably thought, like, the warehouse they were in was the Batcave. Like, oh, he's full of shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, oh, no, he's real. Oh, man, yeah. Um, But anyway, Alfred, are you more Michael Caine, Alfred, or Jeremy Irons, or, I can't, I don't know his name, but the old one from the... The really oh, old yeah. one that was in the Burton Schumacher movies. You can't compare them. No, they're all their own. Like, yeah. Even they got the new one on uh, Showtime, the uh, Pennyworth. Right. Yes. So it's like that's pretty good. I like it. I haven't watched it actually. But it's like you know you can kind of see where like Jeremy Irons is like yeah I can see how this, he used to be a spy. Right. Like, he has his badass like secret badass way behind more him, like, than MI6 just a butler. style. Like he's hiding something. True. But like he's just also the butler, which you, know you see only... that with uh, Diana. It's like he's he wants to help her make a cup of tea. <laughs> that's my job. Oh, whoa, 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 that's my job, princess. Dude, that scene was legit <laughs> laugh out loud funny to me. Yeah. It was such like an awkward thing. He did such a good job acting in the background of that scene, being like so anxious that she was making right. the tea. <laughs> it's like, oh no, Master Bruce is gonna get mad at me. <laughs> uh, that was really funny. Um. Yeah, I just felt like I do feel like Jeremy Irons did bring something different. And I'm only just realizing that we're talking about it now in the Dark Knight ones with Kane. Of course, he could be just the butler because you had Lucius Fox to be the guy doing all the technicals. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But in this, it's like, oh, no, it's just Alfred and Bruce. There's no team. Mm -hmm. This isn't like a whole big thing. Yeah, which is different. And I only just noticed it. That's true. Now that you point that out, that is a little different. Yeah, which is cool. It yeah. allows them to be different than each other. I am a big Michael Caine fan, so it was, I came into it like, I don't know if I'm going to like Jeremy Irons <laughs> in this, but he's the best actor. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he killed it. He was like an important role, too, it felt like. I feel like with Jeremy Irons, though, like, because he had, like, you know, he's gray hair. He wasn't fully white hair, so, like, oh, he's got some time. Totally. He's here to stick around. Yes. He Whereas, felt like, young. Michael Caine, like, you do look kind of old in this one, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little if... worried. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're right. Um, I took a note about the first scene where we see Lois in this. And we can talk about Amy Adams, too. But um, this might have been the first scene where I was like, oh, this is a Snyder movie. It was literally just her walking through the rain. There wasn't a lot to it. It was just... Hey, look how cool I can make rain look. Right. Like when she's walking out of the coffee shop. <laughs> you with the coffee for the cop, yeah. Snyder has a cameo in there. Does he? He's, a, he's sitting inside in the coffee shop. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. I didn't notice that. Good stuff. That's why we have you on the pod. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I just thought that was such like a quick little thing that was like another moment where he was like, this is my movie. Yeah, I'm totally. going to show rain, and it's going to look cool. <laughs> and right. it does. Right, yeah. He could just show the side of a cop car or whatever, or the, the monument for, for uh, Superman, and it was just like it all looked new. No, you got to build it up. Give me the feels. Totally. Where's she going? How This is how she starts her day now? Right? Yeah. It did. It jumped. It 
what was that scene? Thirty seconds long. Yeah, and it gave you all you needed to know about where Lois has been since Batman vs yeah. Superman. And then like just the officer hanging out in the car, like, oh, you're back again. Like she's there. Oh, every she's day. been there a lot. Like she's having a bad time. The daily thing. This is how she's you know she's grieving. coping. Yeah. Right. Um, jump ahead to the bank heist scene with oh, Wonder yes. Woman. Oh yeah. I love that scene in the first one. Ah, uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. No. <laughs> okay. Um, like it does like introduce Wonder Woman. Either way, like either version, like yes, this is Wonder Woman's intro scene. It's badass in both, but like it was very campy in the Whedon version. True. Like the colors were different. Yes. It wasn't as violent. It just shows her being badass, deflecting bullets and yeah. everything. But then like. In the Snyder Cut, you'd see the threat, like, the threat's real. Like, hey, man, like, the whole setup is there. Yeah. People were shot. Like, people are killed. Like, this is what happens. It did know. feel like the other one was maybe, I mean, <clears throat> I'm not excusing Whedon because mm-hmm. I don't want to, but it did feel like someone at the studio might have said, hey, give Diana a really good girl power scene in the beginning. Yeah. Of his version. Yeah. And in this version... That still happened with the little girl, but it felt more like, oh my God, she's a, such a badass. I yeah. want to be like that. Not just like this, not just like a, a agenda for someone to fulfill. Right. It felt like make her cool because she's fucking awesome and cool, yeah. not because we're supposed to think she's cool because she's a girl. Yeah. Like that's like girl power is important, but totally. it's like that. It needs to be authentic. That's not full girl. Like, what we got in Saturday, like that's that's girl power. Now like, that's, that's power. badass. Like yeah, that's dude. Amazonian stuff right there. For real. Like that's why she's Wonder Woman. Dude, agreed. Agreed. But if you catch that theme playing at any time to anything, I'm gonna go I mean <laughs> it gets me going, man. <laughs> it does, yeah. <laughs> that thing is so good. Yeah. But I liked in this version how again, back to the music, which I will talk nonstop about because I thought it was important. It didn't get, Snyder made you wait for that theme. You yeah. knew it was coming, or yeah. at least we do, the uh, right. nerds. Or maybe stuff. in our heads it just plays for us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I'm going grocery shopping. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you knew it was coming, and then I was like, he waited just long enough where you're like, is he going to skip it? Mm-hmm. And then like way deep into the scene, it's like, boom, it there goes, go. and yep. she's really deflecting all the bullets, and everything's happening. Yeah. It just it felt like he did a lot of that of like adding stuff before the moment where you want yeah. to really make sure it peaks at it w- the right time. It was a lot of good like editing, I would say. Like it draws you in. It's like, oh, like yes, she can deflect the bullets, she's fast enough, but like, whoa, 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 this this gentleman might actually get shot. Yes, exactly. But like not on her watch. And they blew up a guy. Yeah. And it was uh that was Roose Bolton from Game of Thrones, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, shout out to TJ for pointing yeah. out. <laughs> First podcast gets gets guest gets a shout out. Yep. Um, pronunciations are going to be hard here. Oh yeah, Themyscira. 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 Oh, yeah, it's like tough. Mascara, but like okay, themis, like fe- feminine mascara. Themyscira. I mean, it's feminine, but it's like Themyscira. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you're good for <laughs> you. Got that? You got the cologne commercial. Yes. <laughs> maybe we're finding. Maybe you're going to direct commercials for these kind of products I, yeah i could do that or i could do voiceover work for them oh, you know right. oh we already have a voiceover guy obviously. that's true johnny yeah. johnny where are you oh, he's in the other room uh, <laughs> he'll be in <laughs> um steppenwolf let's talk about that let's talk about okay, uh yeah. 
his look what did you think he looked way time? more menacing yeah. this time around like the arm like you could see the armor just Moving. like trickling i know all the little spikes are moving like is that how we breathe like, is that- it reminded me of when i'm reading a book about a really strong guy or a fight and it talks about like how his muscles are it, you need to mm-hmm. like explain how the muscles are moving yeah. it felt like that to me yeah. whereas like where he's like almost flexing but he's this metal thing yeah. it's not it was like I, really interesting i don't remember how steppenwolf like how his hands looked in yeah. the weeding cut but like he definitely looked more like almost like a humanoid yes alien but like this bird like snyder's bird is like the hands are freaking weird yeah like and if he put his hand weird. on my head like oh i'm getting crushed. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> like the fingers like he got like at least six seven fingers on that one hand like, it was ooh. more clear that he was uh, just an alien like this isn't right. we're not trying to make this a human yeah it's not it's not Thanos like who looks the, like a person. This is a the different only human-looking per- person from Apocalypse, along with Darkseid, is like Granny Goodness standing right. next to him. Like that's a giant. Yeah, right. it's different. <laughs> that it's lady's different. a giant. Um, yeah, I thought the look was really not only better, but just so much clearer. Mm-hmm. I thought like there was a little bit in the old version of like I can't really tell what I'm looking at. Yeah. Whereas this felt like every texture and detail was so clear and you could yeah. you really felt like you were there watching it. Like if you think about it, like if you were to punch him anywhere that's not his face. It's not good for you. It's gonna hurt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, agreed. Uh it's like fighting a cactus. <laughs> a metal cactus. <laughs> Dude, I've been pricked by a cactus. It's not fun. That's at not all. fun. <laughs> no, it's really not. Um I liked the scene where he first arrives and they blow up this where the mother box was. Okay, yeah. And it falls into the ocean. Yeah, yeah. I remember that being less emotional in the first one. I don't remember it falling into the ocean. I don't ocean think it did. Whedon's. I don't think they blew it up. I think right. they just closed the door. They swung right. the hammers and the door they trapped closed. trapped him inside. And then he broke out anyway. Yeah. This felt more like... Oh, they know this is so real that yeah. they need to destroy their own place to right. make sure they get out of this. Like they thought this is the measures that needed to take it down. But like, no, that didn't work. Yeah. It it just felt like small changes like that. Like, what is that? A 20 second scene probably Yeah, of her just looking off the cliff as the thing falls down before she even begins to ride away because yeah. she thinks that like they did the job. She's full on queen mode. Like, I'm making sure this guy's dead. Yes. Like, nope. And it didn't work out. Um. I'm bouncing around a little bit, but since we were talking about the CGI and stuff, how about the, well, how about the fact that Darkseid even exists in this movie? Oh, yeah, finally. (laughs) It's so hard to imagine that he didn't exist in the first one. You know, they just didn't use the footage. I know. It was shot and like, no, no Darkseid in this one. Sorry. It's just Steppenwolf. (laughs) It is really weird. The only thing I can think to describe it is like, maybe they were so sure they'd get a sequel that they wanted to tease it for that. Maybe. But that's feeling, you're planning too far ahead now. Yeah. Because they still did that in this. Yeah. You still feel like there's going to be a movie with Darkseid. Yeah. Probably. Uh, I guess this is a good time to mention that I think they will definitely get sequels. Yes. Right? Power of the internet, please. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, between the last scene, which we'll get to, and the dark side tease of him opening the portal and mm-hmm. kind of being there, but not really. It feels like we're set up for two more movies. Like the nightmares give us hope of sequels. Right. You know, like we know the plan is there. He right. knows the story. 
we want it now. <laughs> I know. Yeah. But it feels like we'll get it now. Whereas before, oh. everyone said, no, we're done with this because of the situation, because it was mm-hmm. such like a disaster. Yeah. But now that everything's turning bright side, I right. think we're going to get them. And there's I think a, HBO will, if this goes well financially for them, yeah, they're going to want those too. Like he doesn't have to direct, although we want him to, but like you can executive produce. That's fair. Sure. <laughs> but I think the movies would be worse. It's, I think yeah. you really have to get like the right person for all of his faults he he's the one with the vision right and you there's no avoiding that so if you don't have him direct it's kind of like we're still having someone else tell his story which is why whedon's version that is so true. Bad, yeah you know yeah. i think they just need to throw the bag at him just like, <laughs> yeah whatever we, you want man let's do this here's the keys to the bank account and the vault for real <laughs> um do you think the janitor was hyped the guy that exists for like two seconds before he gets smashed by the fly because he probably watched this and went i'm still in it (laughs) (laughs) hey that's me (laughs) i couldn't help but laugh at that i was like all he does is come on screen and give this shocked look when he sees like the (laughs) demon thing yeah (laughs) and that's it that's his whole role in the movie and somehow he gets left in of all the things getting (laughs) cut out he got left into it um I have so many notes. We're going all over the place. We talked about Aquaman. Okay. I have one thing that I didn't like. Okay. And I don't think we talked about this yet at all. And this is my biggest detraction from the movie. And it's me being annoying, probably. But Darkseid's reveal when they went, did the old fight, Mm -hmm. which also existed in the first movie, but it was Steppenwolf instead, I think. Yeah, I believe so. Right? Um, When they show Green Lantern and Zeus and Ares and all that. It was so exposition-y. It was... Ah, it was literally just... I think... I can't remember how they told the story exactly. I think it was... Wonder Woman was meeting Bruce, yeah. and they were in the he cave. He was working on... He's tinkering on the his like power jet. Thing. Right. And they're just explaining it straight yeah. up. And to me, it was so jarring that, like, they're having this normal person conversation, and then you cut away to the cool battle scene, which looked fantastic. Right. But I couldn't help. I'm just hearing her read off of a script. It's just this, you're just explaining to me what's going on <laughs> instead of just showing it to me. Right. And I, I can't stand that. I didn't I mean, really like that. I don't, it's like, like, how would you tell that to a mortal? You know, like she's she's a god technically, right? Maybe having it cut back and forth between them, between the old scene and Bruce and Diana actually talking, would have made it feel more real. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm being picky. Also, maybe just cut to like the look on Bruce's face, like what? (laughs) Yeah, like what are we talking about here? Like, is he paying attention? Exactly. Are you just checking her out? Because I would too. (laughs) Exactly, dude. He didn't. He didn't hear anything. He like in his mind, like she's so hot. Exactly. That's always and, and like, how do I fix this jet? <laughs> yeah. It's like two things. That's it's like, like I'm trying to get this to fly. But it's like you're talking yeah, about aliens and hot. Zeus and like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. And so that was the. I mean, if that's my biggest pickiness, then whatever, yeah. not a big deal. Um, but I just don't love exposition like that. There was another scene later that did it also, and I was like, Ugh. maybe it's for time too, because they need to just skip through. Like, here's what happens. Yeah. But it did feel weird. Uh, I did like watching Zeus just destroy everything, though. Yeah, that was cool. It like was. he just like, are you raiding now? Like, he just summons lightning, <laughs> yeah. and just shoots it out. Like that's cool, dude. That was really cool. <laughs> it, that scene makes you want a prequel. 
Yeah. Old Age of Heroes stuff? Uh, by the same time, like, that was enough. You think? That was enough, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. What so, about Green Lantern? I want more Green Lantern. Like, I want to know, like, where did that ring go? Like, it's that ring, you know, that ring flew off to find the next Green Lantern. But it's like, yeah, we just, we get, like, one close-up of, like, this Green Lantern monkey. Yeah, I do. <laughs> it was it was interesting that he yeah, chose to like, do that instead. They didn't use any like because they I, had an actor for the first one, or at least a CGI yeah, human. Yeah, something. but like we just see him shooting green lasers. Yeah, he wasn't even you know, really like, Green Lantern, or he, he didn't. I mean, he had the any, logo, there, were, there were no constructs. Like he wasn't using his right power. The power fully. Yeah. I know. I I do praise Marvel for doing this, so I guess I should do it to DC, too. It felt like they're just backdooring it, so if they mm. want to go back to it, yeah. great. And if we don't, it was still a cool scene. Well, I mean, they do have, like, Green Lantern stuff planned, I think. I don't yeah. know if it's HBO exactly, okay. but it's, you know, Warner Brothers either way. But, like, they do have a plan. Like, they plan on thing like, bringing on the Justice League. Like, I mean, not Justice the Green Lantern. Right. Like, the core is, like, it's there. Because they're, they're going to the universe. I would imagine that Justice, they, if I had it my way and I was writing it, this comes out, they realize we need to go forward with this. Right. Green lighted Green Lantern thing. Then Justice League 2 can be really just truly a sequel to this against Darkseid, but you bring in Martian Manhunter, who already appeared in yeah. this one, and Green Lantern, and then you have the real Justice League. Right. And then fighting Darkseid should be this hard thing, and you have Superman go through some kind of arc or whatever. Right. And then the third one could be the nightmare stuff. Yeah, totally. I think that could like, Now that you mention it, it just hit me where it's like Martian Manhunter, you know, he comes. Yeah. And he's like, you know, it's almost like he's he's got the Nick Fury scene with Tony Stark in the first movie. Yes, but now it's like, okay, now I, like Darkseid is out there conquering planets. For sure. Like hundreds, hundreds thousand of thousands of planets. planets. Yeah. So that means like, you know, technically Green Lantern's not here because he has to go out there. Deal like, with that? Deal with the planets. Like, sure. So it's almost like a Captain Marvel situation. We're I was like, just going to say Captain that? Marvel? <laughs> right. Like Green Lantern situation. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like how I felt about WandaVision. Like everyone's saying, well, where's Doctor Strange? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, but he's probably dealing with some kind of cosmic yeah. catastrophe. Yeah. There's shit going on. So like, you know, it's not like he doesn't just, pro- you know, protect this Earth sector. Like he's got to, hey, the core needs him. He's got to go. Correct. I'm with you. Uh, let's talk about Cyborg and Flash. Mm. Give me your thoughts on this movie with the two of them. The cyborg is like badass. Yeah. Totally badass. I don't know why they didn't use any of this stuff in the weeding cut. It's like so they just completely cut him out. And like Ray Fisher did an amazing job. You know, he had a full on arc. He's so important to the story. I-, I felt like he was the main character. Yeah. And like, I just don't get why he was just cut out. <laughs> and you can tell that all this footage was there already because mm-hmm. in the original version, he's still the ultimate hero. Aside from Superman, who does come back and whoop right. everyone's ass, none of it happens without Cyborg doing the mother box stuff. Exactly. So we knew that he was written to be the hero, but still gave him no arc? Yeah, made no sense. No. But I loved in this how... I saw on Twitter last night, I wish I knew her name, the actress that played the waitress that he gives, uh, he like hacks and gives the money. Oh, yeah. She 
was like asking on Twitter if she was in this version because she oh, hadn't really? watched it yet. Yeah. Oh, wow. And she played, I mean, not a major part, but she had like two minutes of screen time probably. Yeah. There was that whole thing of him watching her. And I thought that was so important because it was the first time where you were like, oh, he wants to help everybody. Right. He is a hero. Yeah. He just doesn't know how to do it. Yeah. Like, it's like he's not visually accepted. Right. They see the glowing red eye and, like, the blue gem diamond yeah. thing majiggy in his forehead. Like, well, that's weird. Yeah. It, it, it uh, But we got some of that with when he's watching her do the ATM thing and he hacks it, gives her 100000 And then he, like, smiles and he walks away and he's still wear he's still he doesn't have the hoodie on or anything right or he might have but it he's was he's wearing down. a hoodie but the hood's down yeah. yeah and then the person looks at him and they're like scared yeah. and he puts the hood up and just that little 2 seconds yeah tells you oh well, i know so much about this character now right he's and robin hood yeah kinda, <laughs> yeah except also iron man yeah <laughs> you know it was yeah. like yeah i love that uh so i mean ray fisher he must have felt so disappointed when the oh, first I one totally, came out. If I were in his shoes, I would totally be disappointed. Like It makes no sense. Not to mention, it sounds like it was a terrible situation for him on the set of the, of the filming. Oh, yeah. So all this combined is like, how did you do this to this guy? Right. He just put on this great performance. Yeah. Clearly, we just saw it now. Yeah. And it got buried for whatever reason. And if it was personal, it kind of starts to make more sense. Right. Yeah, it's crazy. What about the Flash? The Flash, I thought in like the waiting cut, he was just a super annoying kid. Mm-hmm. But in this one, he obviously had a purpose. He's kind of saved the day. <laughs> he saved the day. Yeah, and like he wasn't as annoying. Like I don't, I'm not a big fan of Ezra Miller, mm-hmm. but like he wasn't as annoying. This is something I could swallow this time. I admittedly haven't watched a lot of Ezra Miller stuff. Right. I don't have a lot to compare it to. But it felt like when they filmed, they knew that he needed to be not only the comedic relief, but the audience. Yeah. He needed to be the, holy shit, I'm working with Batman kind yeah. of thing. Like he is, like I would say he was like the fanboy. But that's not how it came off in the original one. He just seemed like an annoying kid. Yeah. And that's such a small difference. It's like an annoying kid on speed. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas this one, it's like oh, he's got a little like a little ADHD situation, but like he's just he's he, just got a lot of he's, he's just got the speed force going kid. through. Like he's just enjoying life. Totally. You know, he's he just wants to get a job petting dogs, walking dogs. <laughs> That's <stuff. laughs> so none of that was in the first one. That scene, I was so scared that they were going to set up a love angle with him and that girl. But yeah. I'm so happy they didn't. That it was just like a just, one thing. Yeah. It was just that scene. Um. The glass breaking, him just barely touching the glass and then yeah. it shatters. I felt like it looked way better yeah. than it did in the first one. The visuals were so much better. I think everything was better. Like the whole, like, even just like the little joke of just him grabbing the hot dog. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, like, Is he going to eat that right now? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you just saved it for like He the pockets dog. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that, was that was great. Hilarious. Agreed. And even like, um, when he's saving the girl in the air, you notice that he has this 
super gentle touch because he knows mm-hmm. he just has to tap her right. and he's moving so fast that it's going to do... And there was none of that. Right. Even that little thing explains the physics. Right. Now I understand. Yeah, yeah, But in the other one, it's like, yeah, he just moves fast. It's like whiplash. Like his suit, like when Batman's like looking at his suit, like he explains right. like, oh, wow, this is like abrasion and all that stuff. Like, totally. This is stuff like NASA uses for their ships. Great. I love that. Yeah. Um, I also thought... It was interesting how they handled the effects of the Flash in this one. Mm-hmm. The first one got panned a little bit for the silly running. Right. Which I still found silly in this one. But it made more sense in this because it showed he's running normally. He's just slowed down, so it looks ridiculous. Yeah. And it's slowed down for us, basically. Right. Exactly. Yeah. If they handled it in some ways closer to the how Fox handled Quicksilver with Evan Peters... Oh, where yeah, like yeah. every he's everything just stops you're in bullet time and he can either move fast or slow for the audience but he's always moving fast we right. understand that and it just worked better in this one to me for some reason and then they were able to do it different ways though because there was a scene where flash is saving people from falling debris or something right. i can't remember the, what the tunnel it was. battle yeah and he moved ultra fast in that. It was just like literally zooming back and forth, lightning. Right. And I was like, oh, they were able to do both things. Yeah. And they both seemed fine. I like that. Actually, that brings up a, my problem or my dislikes of that part. Uh-huh. Or it's like, you're just literally walking people out of the building when you could have just picked them up and ran, and them ran out. outside. Good point. But then again, you made a good point where it's like, he just has to tap. Yeah. It's... Those, they, might, they might break a neck while going out the door. The flesh is so complicated to balance. Yeah. Because it's like, I've been on these Reddit threads that like, who would win between these this guy and this guy? Mm-hmm. And every time it comes up, it's like, well, the speed force is just broken. It's just so much stronger than anything. Yeah. That it's almost impossible to, how do you, it's almost like Superman. Like, how are you putting these guys in this team? Meanwhile, they whoop everybody. Yeah. No one else is necessary. Right. But they managed to do it. And they showed that the speed force in this one is so ridiculously strong yeah, that it I can mean, literally change one time. One thing I liked that they added was when like he taps into the speed force and his shoes just burst. Yeah, <laughs> like, that was funny. I, 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 th- I thought it was weird at first, but then I was like, you know, that makes sense because he's moving so fast. Like It was just burnt off anyway. Totally. It checks out. Yeah. Um, I'm jumping around again, but how did you feel about... I thought this was a little bit silly. Steppenwolf's spider brain scan oh. thing. <laughs> that, I don't I don't know. It's alien technology. <laughs> I guess so. It's cool that he has like tools. Yeah. But it also made him feel like oh he reads minds now? Yeah. What doesn't this guy do? <laughs> you know? It's like typical like class almost classic villain stuff. I guess. The evil doctor like let me peek into your brain. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was definitely cool to watch. It was like it gave him more power for yeah. sure. It was almost like a Michael Bay moment. Yeah, like they have like the little Doctor Transformer. You're right. Let me see his brain <laughs> for Megatron. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah. How did you feel about Steppenwolf's power in this? Because at some points I felt like he didn't have any power. Yeah, he just he was just a warrior with an axe. He was just yeah a minion. You know. Yeah. He, he felt like, like Ronan in Avengers to me. Kind of. Yeah, just Where no Infinity like, Stone power. Right. Like, like you're strong, but... I mean, he... Steppenwolf definitely had more of a purpose. Sure. Like, 
we find out like oh so you betrayed dark side dark side banished you and you're trying to get back home yes it's like oh feels not really you're a dick yeah yeah right, right. <laughs> like uh, why would you cross dark side you idiot <laughs> yeah it, it but it did feel like he was trying to work his way back to a thing it gave mm-hmm. him some purpose yeah, not that you're sympathetic to him, but it, you yeah. understand why he's there. Yeah, like he's not here to just conquer Earth. Like he right. he's trying to get home himself. He's he actually ET. doesn't care about Earth. Yeah, but then like he finds out, he gets the vision. Like, oh wait a minute, the thing that Darkseid's been searching for is right here. <laughs> he really there's is. my ticket home, boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he went home all right. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he really is like ET's weird, ugly cousin. Kind of <laughs> yeah. uh, I felt like. I'll touch on a few of these as we go, mm-hmm. I think. I, that, I think I said it earlier, Snyder took some elements of the Marvel movies or different superhero movies and wasn't afraid to kind of work them in here. And I felt like one of them was the football scene. Because in Dark Knight Rises, there was that cool football scene that right. takes over the football stadium and threatens to blow it all up. Yeah, But that's still Batman, though. So, like, Batman's in this movie. Exactly. No, I I agree. It's a good thing. (laughs) I think he wasn't afraid to work in those things. Mm -hmm. And I felt like Whedon was. I thought Whedon was thinking that people would say, oh, you stole this from here. And And Snyder's like, no, I'm just putting out the movie. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Deal with it. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, So many car accidents in this movie. People got to learn to drive in (laughs) Gotham, bro. Jesus. I mean, Gotham just not a safe place in general. Literally like three different times, people just not looking at the road and get (laughs) smashed by a car. Come on. I know you got superheroes to save you, but Jesus Christ. Um, I thought it was interesting how they did a little bit of explanation on how Cyborg can hack things in this one. Oh, yeah. That was a nice moment, like on the recorder. Yeah. That was nice. It was was nice. nice. And it went back to it at the end. Mm -hmm. I thought that was good full circle stuff he actually yeah. had the re- complicated relationship with yeah. his father um i did find it interesting that at some point they didn't really say how he can hack into any technology right they were just like by the way you <laughs> control everything or better yet, how did he figure out he can do that i think his how did the dad figure yeah like right did you program it yeah right like <laughs> I wish we got some more of that, but it was already a four-hour movie. Yeah. I assume they can't do everything. I feel like it's because it's alien tech. Like he's True. almost like a f- like a fourth mother box himself now. True. He's the sun box. <laughs> yeah, I guess it does make a lot more sense that he was able. He was the one to track down Wonder Woman and not the other way around. Mm-hmm. Now that we got the explanation that he can hack right. everything. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, okay, now. He was one last thing that Bruce needed to go get. Right. They he came to them. Right. And then you had the scene uh, with Gordon on the rooftop when it's the three of them or four of them, mm. whatever it is, and then Cyborg just flies in. Yeah. He's like, I'm here now. You don't even hear him. He just he's just there. <laughs> you went Batman. You went full. Were Batman you there the whole one. time? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, How do you feel about seeing J.K. Simmons with hair? It weirded me oh. out for a second. <laughs> it was a little weird. It was a little weird. Like, Did you like him as Gordon though? We didn't get enough of him as Gordon. Yeah. Like, he was just there. Like, I mean, I love him. Like, whatever he's in, I love it. Totally I love agree. him. He's, he's amazing. Whiplash. Awesome. Oh, I love that one. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, but I thought it was cool that yeah. he he wasn't bad. No, he wasn't bad. It's just we didn't. I think Gary Oldman was so good yeah. that it's hard to live up to that. Yeah. But he served his role. I would yeah. like to see him back if they do this again. 
Yeah. I thought it was cool that they had Crispus Allen in there for a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just like barely named him, but he did a lot of those things where they were like, we know who that is. Yeah. Just for the fans right, who actually right. are paying attention. Um, the scene where Barry Allen meets Bruce, where he's sitting in the room. Oh, yeah. In his second favorite chair. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was cool in the first one and better in this one because it had more a little more emotion to it yeah i did find it weird that he was like i don't know who you are like this motherfucker that's bruce wayne dude he's he's bill gates you know who he is eh. you don't think so i it's hard to say like yeah, I, maybe I, i'm wrong about that i don't know it's like in a i mean there are other like marvel movies that do the same thing like i don't know the fuck you are. who cares about you i guess i'm just trying to get by with like what well, i'm trying to be me <laughs> it felt like a kid that's like so technologically advanced like that would know who yeah. bruce wayne is but but like you know the name you don't know the face true good right? point and you and then you're trying to figure out what the fuck this guy's batman like yeah but he did have that cool thing where he catches the Batarang, yeah, right. he's like, can I keep this? Yeah, like, and they, I want to keep it. Too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. He is the audience. It was yeah. like, it was a really cool thing. Uh, another thing that I thought Snyder paid homage to other movies was the gauntlets that he made for who, oh, who yeah. I thought was going to be Wonder Anthony. Woman, but it was actually for Bruce. Yeah, uh, felt ripped right from the Black Panther suit to me. Kind of, yeah. Like absorbing yeah. the energy, but not in a bad way. Like right. I liked that they pulled it from there because it gives suit he wore purpose because like i thought in the wedding it looked silly like why is he wearing a dumb armor right it's not like it's not the it's not one he wore you. against superman like i feel like you want that versus Steppenwolf. yeah like did you forget you had this superman <laughs> well, armor? i get yeah. i mean it's like i guess they're out of kryptonite he used it all i guess so fight. it is funny how they don't mention kryptonite one time yeah like oh we don't need it anymore like keep it keep it away from him. but it, it does <laughs> work to me because the villains are aliens who think they're so much more powerful anyway that mm-hmm. they're not worried about it plus they don't even know he's back yeah and and so I get, but they're going to have to cross that bridge yeah. at some point. But, you know, at the same time, going back to those gauntlets, it's like I, they got the, they must have gotten the idea from Wonder Woman's brain, like her, yes. her braces they're called. True. So it's like, we got the idea from her and like, I'm going to need that on all of, like the whole body needs to be covered. In totally. That. And then you're like in Wakanda. Yeah. It's dope. Yeah. Um, because, like, if he didn't have that when they resurrected Superman, like, dude, he would have died. Oh, he was dead. <laughs> yeah. Like, he went, like... I like how they gave him two blasts. Yeah. And, and then he used like, them. Like, the one like, is like, oh, is crap, this one's going to malfunction. I got to rip this one off. I got this one left. Yeah. Like, oh, you might die right there. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Because it did feel like through most of this movie, Batman gets his ass kicked. Yeah. But he should. Yeah. He's not a superhero. He's a yeah. rich guy. Yeah. He, I mean, he is a superhero, but he's not super powered. Right. And he shouldn't be able to handle this hand to hand it's like captain america like, and his Marvel. job was just to bring the team together right Be and uh, now it's like we want to bring back superman yeah and like that's i want like, to i, have, I have to do this and i'm gonna die trying yes I'm like yeah, he's willing to die for it yeah yeah all of them were yeah like the scene where cyborg was like they were trying to convince him that he she shouldn't do it right. fuse with the mother boxes and he's like what's the difference we're all going to die if I don't do it. Yeah. And that, to me, is my favorite kind of motivation because you can watch it as a viewer and be like, yeah, that checks out. All right. <laughs> like, he doesn't want to do this, yeah. but what choice is there? I feel like now that you mentioned that, though, it's like it kind of does bring back, like that's a tease of the final battle. Yeah. That whole situation, like we're going to die, do, do or not. like With the Flash yeah. and like, him having to 
put the speed force cranked up to 11. Yeah. Time, he basically time traveled he each did. step. He literally did. Yeah. He turned back time. Yeah. Um, how did you feel about, let's go back to the Aquaman thing for a second. If this version came out before Aquaman did, mm-hmm. would Aquaman have done better or worse? Um, I feel like it would have been fine as is because it's not Snyder. Sure. Like it was James Bond's movie. Yeah. But at the same time, it, it hit me where like the whole uh, Mira's accent Oh my god! Like you were trying really hard, but at the same time, like that was like the first scene was filmed in like 2016 or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like oh, so you know you have to keep it like it is what it is. Continuity. But then in the Aquaman movie, like where was that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like and the hair. Her oh. hair was more naturally colored in this one. Like you're in the water, like yeah, the color is gonna kind of diffuse a little bit. Like you're more of a strawberry blonde. She was Little Mermaid in the first one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, oh my or God. in the actual in the, Aquaman the, the, movie, yeah. yeah, like, but the the whole Aquaman movie was just colorful. I love that movie. I liked it too. Yeah. And you're right, the color palette is totally different. Maybe yeah. that's what it is. I like guess. the glowing jellyfish and yeah. all the ships. That's and... what made it cool. Yeah, yeah, you're it's right. It's a separate world. It's true, but it is a little weird when it's the same universe and two different looks for a, and sounds for a character. Yeah, it's like something weird about it yeah i mean granted like that scene they were in it's like it's that's just for the mother body it doesn't have to be colorful yeah it's just a, it's a giant just underwater lock box uh willem defoe also had long hair <laughs> <laughs> we didn't I mean, talk about wore, that at all he wore a ponytail it was like a, like a man cool. bun in the aquaman movie i thought it was totally cool <laughs> it was just like shocking kind of. yeah. um, he could pull it off <laughs> how funny was it that Atlantis buries the mother box deep in the ocean. Mm-hmm. Mankind just buries it in a hole <laughs> in their <laughs> just, backyard. Come on, boys, figure it out. You dug it in that a was hole not right? very safe at all. A dog could have dug that up. Yeah, <laughs> that was so funny. Like, did you at least plant a tree? <laughs> yeah, anything <laughs> that might just push it the down roots, further. Yeah, but... exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it was so. It was such like a. It was on purpose, of course, by right. Snyder to say like, man. Idiots compared to everybody else. (laughs) Yeah. Um, The interrogation scene, which was also the scene underwater where the tunnel collapses and that Mm. whole fight uh, with, I forget what it's called, Nightcrawler or what what did he call that? uh, Oh, yeah, Nightcrawler. Yeah, the Nightcrawler. That seemed way longer. I don't even think the interrogation part was in the original one. Of Steppenwolf interrogating the people that he had. I think they just met him down there and fought him under the tunnel. Yeah, because, I mean, that's what they brought in, that little Dr. Robot thing. Yes, right. Yeah, the little spider bot. Yes. Even the the scene with them crossing the bridge, mm-hmm. and each of them got over in their own way. Bruce did the grappling yeah. hook. Right. Uh, Diana just jumped. Aquaman jumped. Flash, Flash kind of... Yeah, side. exactly. Yeah. And that was such a, like, a... That stuff was really missing from the first version. Yeah, it was. Like the team building thing. That was just their first outing. Out. Yeah, it yeah. was like, but I don't know. I thought it was important that it was in there. Something that was cut out, though, it's like with the Flash. 
like he goes to Bruce, like Bruce is like his mentor, right? Yes. It's like I, I don't know how to fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. It's like uh, what, like what if I mess up? Like what do I do? It's like just do and it. like Batman just like just save one. Like, <laughs> yeah, what does that mean? <laughs> you'll know. Just save one, and you'll know. I do love how Batman was. It was interesting how he was all about having faith in this movie mm-hmm. because he had no faith in the other ones. He was completely dark and like brooding, and I loved it. That was, of course, that's what made it amazing. That's what that's what everybody wanted. But that's who Batman is, right? But that's why it was so cool that in this one he gives Ben Affleck and Bruce and Batman this arc of mm-hmm. I gotta let go, yeah, and have faith that some of this is gonna happen, which I've probably never seen in a Batman movie, right? I mean, that's that's basically what, like what TJ was saying on his little article, like about empathy and yes. heroes, where it's like he knew he made the biggest mistake for the world in when he fought Superman. Yes. Like that was like, he killed him basically or led to the death. Yeah. And like, you got to make amends for it. And like, he knows what he has to do. Like, like he paid for the funeral. Like that's not gonna, you can't just buy off. (laughs) Like, no, it was funny at the end when the, uh, I think this was in the original version too. Yeah, they had it. Yeah. When he buys the house and he's like, (laughs) I bought the bank. (laughs) (laughs) That was pretty good. Um, but this scene was just so much better. It just felt like that, like I said, the jumping over the little bridge part and um, Aquaman showing up late and just holding off the water mm-hmm. and Cyborg doing literally everything for the team. I mean, mm-hmm. he carries them throughout all these fights. He's the goat. He really is. <laughs> he's not only he's becoming the Nightcrawler machine, basically. Right. He taps He's in, like, Alfred, over. I'm good. Alfred's like, who Who are you? Yeah. I don't know you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like, I got this. Don't worry about it. And like when they're going back into the, uh, he sees the the ship for the first time. Yes. And he's like, "Oh, she wants to fly." Yeah. Like, you're, you're just hearing. Like, he talks to robots and everything. Dude, he's like, it made me realize he's not even a character in the first version. Yeah. He's just not. He's, he's just basically there. Vision. Yes. He's their Vision and Jarvis. Like, well, technically, yeah. Alfred's Jarvis. <laughs> kind of right. But like, in right, you know, in a he's their operating form, system. Yeah. Vision. It really is similar. <laughs> you're right. I didn't really think about that. It's interesting. I I would love to see Flash and Cyborg team up in like a buddy cop show or movie. I thought they had like good It's building up there. Like I mean, I we saw it more between Aquaman and Flash for sure. Where like he gets Flash gets thrown right into Aquaman, he's trying to do a power move, like and he just points at him like motherfucker. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. When they're fighting <laughs> he's Superman. like, I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you need to learn how to fight. Get that, out of my way. <laughs> that was really funny. Also with Aquaman and Flash was uh when Barry is trying on the disguise. Oh, the hat. <laughs> can, I, can, can we see A again? <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're legit funny, dude. Uh, Momoa yeah. is really funny to me. He is. And coming from this gigantic brute of a force, yeah. the funniness is amped up a little bit to me. And when him and Ezra Miller, you're right, they are. that one might be better yeah. with the two of them together. But I did like um, when... Cyborg and Flash were digging Superman out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course. You think you you think Wonder Woman go for a younger guy? Like, <laughs> she's five thousand years old. We're all younger guys. <laughs> it's like, yeah. well, I, mean. uh, I liked that it was just this view of like we're the rookies on the team. Mm-hmm. The other guys have not worked together yet, but they've done this and been through catastrophic stuff and we have no idea what we're doing, but we relate to each other. Yeah. And I do like the little interaction between, uh, Wonder Woman and Aquaman where like, they're just talking about like, 
Oh, this is the first time an Atlantean and a Themis or Amazonia are working together. Yes. Since the ancient wars. Were you going to say Themyscirian? Yeah. I don't know how to say it. I maybe messed it <laughs> up again. Themyscira. <laughs> <laughs> um, another exposition-y scene that I didn't really like, this is where it repeated itself, was Victor explaining the mother boxes to everybody when they were all together. Um, but this one was better because it had that cool transition of just the visual transition was cool mm. of him projecting the town right onto the table or whatever and then looking at it and then the camera zooms actually into the town yeah. and the transition was like seamless it was very cool right yeah they did a good job on that yeah i like that um it helps us to see what he sees yes yeah, or at least how clearer. he sees it yeah totally and it helped us to know how Superman was really coming back, the smoke back into the house mm. metaphor. Yeah. With, when the house burns down, the mother box can right. turn the ashes back into the house, basically. And new, and Snyder did a good job of me like knowing where it was going to go, mm-hmm. but I still had that light bulb moment of like, oh, right. this is how they're going to bring back Superman. Right, right. Even though I already watched it happen. <laughs> I knew it was going to happen. Yeah, we knew it was going to happen. We finally get the house. How does that happen? Yes, which is important, yeah. and it was left out of the first one. Um, I don't have a ton to say about this, but I want to touch on them because they were awesome. Diane Lane as Martha mm-hmm. and Amy Adams as Lois right. in the scene where she just goes to Lois's house, and they're just talking about how life sucks now that Clark is gone. Right. And it's this break from the madness that's going on. The world might end, but it's this like... It's a reminder that, oh, people are still living their life. We don't know. We could be recording a podcast right now and the aliens are about to kill us. Right. Martha and Amy are just trying to get through the day with this grief of him dying. Right. And it just felt like a. it was ballsy to put that in in the middle of this, like, cosmic fight. Right. But it worked for me. I might be wrong, but that I mean, yes, that was Martha on screen. Yeah. But it wasn't. It was Martian Manhunter. Wow. Yeah. So, like, because, like, you know, like, Lois is the key to everything. You think? So, it's like Martian Manhunter was, is checking in on Lois. Because, like, granted, like, that's the senator that she visits in Batman vs. Superman. I wish I could post my face right now. <laughs> <laughs> Mind blow. He's, his face is like, what? I didn't even come close to thinking about yeah, that. Yeah, so the Martian Manhunter, like the voice and everything, that's the senator she goes to for like information and help yes. in Batman vs. Superman. You're right. That's the guy. So wow. he's Martian Manhunter this entire... like He's been here this entire time. Sure, he could have maybe like jumped in in the Man of Steel movie to like, what the hell's going on here with all the Kryptonians? But like... He's here doing the whole Nick Fury thing wow. this entire time. And now he goes to Bruce at the end like, hey, dude, those visions, that might happen. Yeah. Protect Lois Lane at all, which is what Marshmallow has course, been doing. Of course, of course. And they did set that all up in the theatrical release with the scene of flash coming back to bruce right which they mentioned and warning him Mm -hmm. and in this one you're right they just explained it they didn't show it yeah which i thought was funny because normally i wouldn't like that but now he's playing on the fact that the movie already exists right so he's it's this meta thing where it's like i know you've seen it i don't need to show it exactly i thought that was cool and it, it 
it does show how Snyder had an easier time with this than we never would have right. because he gets to play off of the mistakes of the first one. Right. Which isn't really fair. Yeah. But uh, let's talk about Martian Manhunter. I don't. I have never read a Martian Manhunter comic aside from him existing in Justice right. League or anything. Um, but I did always find it weird that he wasn't in it. It was like, why did we cut out a key member of the Justice League? Little Same did with we know, he was there technically. Now, oh man! Now, like now, you got to go back and watch it. You're like, oh fuck, he is there. Gus Whedon's gonna hear this podcast. And be like, Motherfucker, <laughs> I knew he was there. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I just I it was a little weird that they had the reveal in the middle of the movie. I wish it they just would have waited for the end. Right. Scene. But either way, it was cool to know that he was there. Yeah. Which wasn't really there in the first. Like one. Man of Steel, he was there. Yeah. You know, like at the very end, and he calls out Superman because he just crashed down a satellite. Like, Are you effing stupid? It's like, well, I mean, I'm Superman. <laughs> I could be totally wrong about this. My dad watches it, the Supergirl show. Mm-hmm. Martian Manhunter's on there too. He is, right? Yep. It's the yep. same actor. No. No? Different actor. It is. Yeah, different actor. Okay. Yeah. I never really gave it enough watching yeah. to know, but it's the same story, though. He's there for this, and he's kind of disguised yeah. as this thing. And right. right. He has a human look. Yeah, that's and then, like his. Uh, he does reveal it eventually in that show as mm-hmm. well. Yeah, yeah. Um, have you watched a lot of the Arrowverse and all the Flash on there? I and... have. I started. I mean, obviously, I started off with Ed Green Arrow. Uh huh. You know, I liked the first few seasons, and it kind of just gets a little boring. Okay. But the Flash takes over basically, and like I like the Flash a lot. Like, I prefer Grant Gustin over Ezra Miller. You do? <laughs> yeah, I do. Okay. They do a really good job. Like the, the way I really have how to use the powers. Like I definitely recommend the Flash. But I watched I, the Crisis on Infinite Earths part. Yeah, but I felt like I was cheating because I didn't watch all the rest <laughs> of it. But that was cool as hell. Yeah, they did a really good job. On I this. always liked the Michael. I can't remember the actor's name. The guy that played Lex on Smallville. Rosenbaum. Yes. Yep. Awesome Lex. Yeah. Better than Eisenberg. Yeah. Uh, also, Eisenberg wasn't even in this movie really. That's true, yeah. He had they, one I mean, they scene reused in the that. beginning. Yeah, they reused the, like, the end credit scene they had in Whedon's cut. Yes. There was minor differences. It was mostly the yeah. same. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't mind it. Yeah, he no. wasn't really missed. I don't. He wasn't necessary for this one at all. Right. Like he's just, if anything, he's setting up for the sequel. I thought That's he was... your cliffhanger yeah, for correct. the sequel. You know? like, he'll, he'll be the he's guy. He's forming the Legion of Doom, right. basically. Yeah, and it's this funny thing where we already know that's not going to go that well because we've already seen Deathstroke with Batman mm-hmm. in the nightmare scenario. Yeah. So we have this funny timeline where it's like, well, we can make Justice League 2, but Snyder again gets to play on the fact that we already know where this is going to go right? and gets to have fun with how we get there, I guess. Like I, I want to say that like Ben Affleck's story for the Batman, like his version of the Batman before Matt Reeves right. changed it. It's like, it would have been kind of continuing with that, you know, the end credit, like Deathstroke and Batman. We get the Batman versus Deathstroke. Yes. Like the one in the Arkham video games, uh, video games. But to be clear, we don't think that's going to happen in the Batman with Pattinson and Reeves, no. right? No, no. I don't it's think totally so different. But that was probably the plan. Yeah. Yeah. Could they still do that? Or is it too many Batmans mm. now? HBO can do it. <laughs> Does it depend how the Pattinson one goes? I don't think so. Like they're so, they're separate. Like the Pat the Pattinson one is basically gonna be the next. Or not, I wouldn't say the next. Like 
Will they work that into Joker? That? With Joaquin they Phoenix? They could. I mean, I know they want to make multiple uh, Joaquin Phoenix Joker movies. It's just this hard thing where it's like, Joker was so good. I expect I like Matt Reeves and Robert Pattinson. Mm. I f- expect this will be a good Batman movie. I liked the trailer a lot. Yeah. And for us, there's no oversaturation because we'll watch this all day long and talk about it forever. Right. But most people aren't going to give a shit about two separate Batmans at the same time, I don't think. No, they won't. You know what it is, though? Like, if you are a DC fan, it's the, you know, the DC multiverse, which they they name dropped in yes, the movie, the did. multiverse. I like, know. The that nightmare... to me felt like they were like, see, Marvel? We can do it. <laughs> like, Marvel has timelines now. Yeah, right. DC has multiverse. Yeah. And it's always been that way. That can play to their advantage. So, like, you know, there is a multiverse... Like they do it on the, the the CW shows. Yes. The multiverse. Yeah. Hence the infinite crisis. They really steered into it in that. So like with this, like the nightmare is one verse. Yes. That's why Bruce keeps seeing like a version of him is living that s- scenario. Is that a different universe or is it future same universe? I would say. I mean, we don't know, but. We don't know. But I would say that's like it's like a parallel universe. Sure. Like if we save lois and keep her safe it's an option the future keeps changing this could happen but if you know lois doesn't make it home one day and like shit so in some ways that is the same as marvel where they're doing the branches of like what can come off of this right place yeah but like going back to like the comics like they had like the whole dc 52 rebirth thing where it's like there's 52 multiverses yes in DC Comics. So it's mm-hmm. like, okay. So, you Unlimited. know, we, we just know of two right now, technically. So there's 50 more. I mean, or they, if they really wanted to get wild, they could link them all together. Yeah, they could. But they don't... I th- The thing I like about that is you don't even have to. Let yeah. the fans... Right. If that's your headcanon, great. Yeah. Let it be what it is. They can all exist simultaneously yeah. for the deep fans of DC. I do agree with that. I right. do wonder, though, if there's enough mass appeal and money for them to actually continue making all of these different versions of it. Because it's like, I mean, at a certain we've point... We've seen it with like the Avengers, Civil War, like Captain America, Civil War. But that's not two characters. It's not. By different, it's just a you lot know? of characters. <laughs> a lot of heroes coming yeah. together. Yeah. We don't need it to be that way, but it's like if you look at the Flash now, like we see what he can do when he turned back time right. in that scenario. So it's like if he, you know, he can basically visit the other worlds. Yeah, and that would give us like his Flash movie. I don't know what the story is going to be, but like there's potential, there's movement where it's like we want Michael Keaton back as Batman. Like he's going to be the old Bruce Wayne. Then we get Batman Beyond. They could be doing like Into the Spider Verse, but Batman. Yeah, and that's yeah. a thing. That is a thing. I know. That's an animated movie. You can watch it probably on HBO Max. <laughs> I would assume so. Right? You know, like that's out I there. I think they have all that. Yeah. That's out there. You know, it's oh, not man. new. We could go on and on for that. Let's keep moving. Yeah. I thought the scene where Cyborg said, I'm always dressed. Was almost <laughs> almost directly the Hulk scene from Avengers, where I'm I'm always angry. Right. Another one where he just plucked a cool thing and it worked. Yeah. No problem. Uh, also, Ares, um, not going for the head, 
on oh. the swing with his <laughs> right with his ha- axe or whatever it was. Uh, and Steppenwolf did it later too with mm-hmm. Superman. He right. hit him in the shoulder, and it felt like a that was like a joke on Marvel. Like yeah, yeah we already did this. Now we're gonna should do have the same. done for that. Yeah. <laughs> Lois's pregnancy test. How about that? Oh yeah. Did you notice that? No. It was in the drawer when she pulled out. She went for something when Martha Martha went there. Right. And in the drawer was a bunch of pregnancy tests. Uh, and I was like, oh. They have that new show on cable somewhere. Yeah. On CW. It's the new Superman it and Lois. Right. Yeah. With the kid. Yeah. Two yeah. kids. Oh, two, two boys. kids. Yeah. Two boys. And it's like not even a Superman movie uh, show. It's like he just happens Fam- to be it's Superman. It's a family show. I know. Yeah. It's kind of cool. It's We've never gotten that before. So this is actually a nice new take on it. Totally. Um, but, you know, the whole, that, like the pregnancy set, that sets up. Justice League two and three perfectly. Oh yes, yeah, <laughs> agreed. They that's what I'm saying. They could link it all together, like it yeah. could, or at least use inspiration from one another. Right, because they said like I was reading some article last night, like the way like Justice League two and three were set up, Batman's gonna die. Right, and their kid, uh, Superman and Lois's kid, is gonna be the new Batman. Yes, that could. I mean. Yeah, they could do anything. I mean, I, like, I, it's like also he doesn't get Kryptonian powers. He's just a human kid. The good news is he's half alien. It, it feels <laughs> like they could do anything, literally. Right. Like, and this is the first time it's felt that way. It always felt like there were too many stakes. We needed to make a successful movie first. Right. Now they have one, and they're like, okay, now all the doors are open. Yeah. Um, I quickly we're going long here, but I do <laughs> I do want to touch on uh, the scene where Superman comes back and fights all of them. Because that was the coolest part of the first movie. I don't even think it was close. There were cheesy moments. Yeah, but it but it but it was still cool. It there was, was still, still something to Superman's back. He's fighting all of them because he doesn't understand the yeah. look to the side when the Flash runs around. I was just happy of all the things he cut out. He seemed to refuse to almost leave anything into this movie, Snyder, mm-hmm. and he left that one pretty much alone. Yeah, because it was so fucking good from I the think start. The best part of it all, though. He chooses the black suit. Yeah. Which in comics, that's the regeneration suit. Right. So like he puts that thing on, he flies straight up, and he's just taking in all the radiation, all the UV. Totally. Like, oh, he's getting powered up. He's going to fuck shit up. Yeah, and I like that they don't need to explain that. You know it. He woke up and chose violence today because like, hey, man, (laughs) I'm here to do my job. That's a cool thing to me when they can nod to the deep fans who know that kind of stuff. But also, it's so inoffensive to people who don't know. Who cares? You skip right over it. Everybody likes a black shirt. Hell yeah. Come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're going to um, tell me that suit wasn't cool? It's black and silver. That suit was gray. And it, and like, it will have, it teases him maybe going back to the blue one for the next movie or whatever. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, we, all it's there cool. on the ship. We right. see it. We like, saw no, it. No, 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 no. It Not today. I'm going to get powered up. I also liked the line when Barry said, uh, Oh, we actually have a plan now. Yeah. And it was like, man, you're stabbing Wheaton in the heart, dude. You're literally yeah. like, oh, geez. Um, my other favorite moment maybe was the double father voiceover for Superman. Oh, yeah. Man of Steel I was confused theme. at first. Like, oh, wait, no, this is both dads. Jor-El, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was really... I was surprised that that had never happened before with yeah, a moment like that. that was that. good. Yeah. I like that a lot. It was really good. Batmobile scene was really good. Oh, I have yeah. a note here on it. But I love the Batmobile. Batmobile. Like any Batmobile is cool. The Tumbler was cool. That was just a tank. Totally. But this one has like all the guns, everything. everything. Yeah. Everything. He was able to drive through a demon spawn city. Yeah. And exist. Yeah. And be all right. And he's just manning this. 
alien machine gun. <laughs> and it was like, yeah. oh, man. He went for headshots. Like... Dude, it was cool. Wow. <laughs> I know. Batman using guns was like so funny, but it was like, because that's like his old, like, no guns. But then when the world is on the line, it's like, well, I guess I might as well use this gigantic you know gun. What is a, it's not a gun with bullets. <laughs> oh, that's what it so is. Like, hey, Alien text alert. No bullets. These are like, actual rules. These are beams. These are fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lasers yeah. are different. <laughs> Dude, I was sitting right there when I watched this. And when Superman just appears and stops Steppenwolf's axe with his shoulder oh, and yeah. then blows the cold air on it and it freezes and breaks. I literally stood up. I didn't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> it was the coolest. It was so good, man. Yeah. It was like he made me. I, of course, you know he's going to show up and save the day. All right. But he made me kind of forget for a second. And then he's just there. There yeah. was no like lead up to it. There was no music cue. There was he just appeared, and you were like, "Oh, You're shit's about to go down." You're in big trouble now daddy's here (laughs) like you can see the look on Steppenwolf's face like that's fear yes which they use in Whedon's kind of like oh the parademons smell fear they're gonna just scratch at him that little cat yeah that was no that's not you're dead they (laughs) made them just blind minions in this which is much better um yeah I mean we talked about the flash being overpowered but I I like how they included it in this and they had him get shot beforehand and he had to figure out how to use the time force to his speed force to his advantage yeah. and uh i mean all like, is very cool he, the flash is very important like they're all individually important right but i feel like for the flash he doesn't know he hasn't mastered it yet like he's playing with fire right like if totally if he didn't know how to go back in time like in that moment like well, we're dead or also just the fact that he's scared of he he doesn't know Right. what it's going to do. Yeah. Not that he can't do it, but he's terrified that he might break the whole world. Right, which is possible. And, you know, and we that don't is know storyline. <laughs> yeah, and we don't know where Flash has been before this. We know he has some kind of handle on his powers. He has a suit. He's right. used his powers before. Yeah. He's figured out the the speed force, but he doesn't have it all reined in. Yeah. Even in Batman vs Superman, like we know like am I too soon or am I too late? Like totally. uh he hasn't figured it out yet. Um last thing I have on this was the Ryan Choi Adam tease at the oh, end. Yeah. I thought that was cool. Yeah. That's yeah. just setting up for more. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> more to come. But it was another thing where they were like you people who know, we'll get to you. Right. Don't worry about it. Right, we got right. you handled in this. Right. Whereas there was no Easter eggs in the old one. There was no we're just trying to put out a movie to sell tickets. Right. He wasn't even in in the weed. I don't think he was in it at all. Not a use at all. Like it was just Maybe he was Dr. an assistant. Silas, that's it. Yeah. Or maybe he it. appeared on screen. I don't think he had any lines. I don't remember seeing Yeah, meanwhile he was he's gonna be pretty relatively important, I would think, yeah. if they continue this universe. Yeah. It just overall felt like this is the beginning of something. Yeah. I mean um, it, it, Annoyingly, it, everything goes back to the Kryptonian ship, like Superman's ship. Yeah. Like, all right, so the secrets of the universe just happen to be in that ship. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> kind of. I mean, you could just move, like, Superman, just activate and go take it elsewhere. Give us the <laughs> yeah. Fortress of Solitude. Dude, they will. <laughs> I think they could. They could go back and do another solo Superman movie. Like, yeah. there's a lot of options from here. And yeah. unfortunately, some time has passed by and they've missed some things. Mm-hmm. But it does feel like this is a rebirth of the whole DC side of things Yeah, to me. Totally. Let's take a quick break. We've gone on forever, but hopefully people are enjoying it. And I have a couple more things I want to touch on. 
All right. Let's find a way to wrap this thing up. Okay. We were off mic talking about how to do this. <laughs> um, I wanted to touch on the Whedon abuse allegations mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff because it feels like if we don't, it's kind of leaving out a big part of this and uh, not sending the right message. But this movie had... Not that it was shrouded in controversy, but it had Whedon, Ezra Miller, and Amber Heard starring in it. <laughs> and so it's like... How first of all, I guess they got lucky in the fact that the public was going to rally around Snyder getting this good thing to happen, mm, right? And his daughter and a four autumn and all that kind of stuff. So it swept all the other stuff under the rug for now, right? But if there's a second Justice League, that narrative goes away, and you're just left with the well, why are we still employing these guys, right? Not that you are employing Whedon, but <clears throat> for the people that don't know. There's been a lot of abuse allegations against Joss Whedon and uh, specifically with Ray Fisher. Yes, cyborg. Yeah. Um, We were talking about how we don't know every bit of detail about this. So we're treading lightly. Yeah. (laughs) How do you feel they should handle it and have handled the Whedon tie to this movie and the allegations and the fact that he's not even here anymore? So should we even acknowledge it? I mean, it's you just don't bother with the weeding cut. Like, I, first and foremost, just see the Snyder cut, and that's all you need to see. That's sure. it. But like, moving forward, I think like Josh Whedon should just be a writer. Like, stick to what you're good at. Yeah. You're a good writer. Stick to that. Don't deal with people because you're a trash human being. You think that it stems from him being the director and having power over these guys and abusing it. Yeah, he was definitely power tripping. Like he's sure. coming off the boat from Age of Ultron, and you know he, you know they would say like he called uh, Gal Gadot like Natasha. Like that's a wrong movie, dude. Yeah, like that's Wonder Woman. Right. Okay, not Natasha, not Black Widow. Wonder Woman. Okay? Right. Get it right. And he compared. Uh, that seems like a game to me. That I it, in my head, no one's that stupid. Right, and it's him playing this game of I'm gonna call her the wrong name because I've got the biggest dick in the room. Right, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, which is so despicable. Yeah, and Definitely. just kind of proves that y- you shouldn't be in charge of this thing. Yeah, like, sure, he, you know, they offered him the job and he took it, and uh, he needed something after Age of Ultron. Like, okay, fine. Like, it was a tough call. It was a tough call, but like, you don't, you know, you don't shit. Where you eat, you don't, you know, don't treat people badly about it. <laughs> Seems so simple, doesn't it? Like, you, like you get, you compare both movies. Like, a lot of Ray Fisher's stuff was cut, and it made no sense. Like, that was the entire, that was the core of the movie, his character. And yeah, then we, we don't said he it. was basically the main character of this movie. Yeah, and yet we are. They already had all the footage. Yeah, so it felt like a conscious choice by Whedon to remove his heart and soul from the movie right and make it about the big budget stars which look some of it Whedon can be both things there's a yin and yang to it he can be good at what he does in Mm -hmm. some ways and also be a piece of shit person he can have good reasons for things and bad reasons for things and it's probably both some of it was probably Whedon was like we need to fucking sell tickets let's get Superman and Batman on the screen as much as possible right and we can't have a four hour movie Mm -hmm. and some of it was probably I don't like this guy. 
right. and I'm going to cut him. And yeah. the reasons for that, I don't know. Right. But the allegations are that he was definitely abusive. And, uh, I mean, the abuse is like, it's not just Justice League. You know, it goes back to Buffy back yeah. in the 90s, you know, like Charisma Carpenter. Struck, like, she got pregnant through, I think, up to like season four, mm-hmm. and he just wrote her off. Yeah, Michelle Trachtenberg came on later in the series, and she said some bad stuff, too. Yeah, like, she, there was a rule on set that he's not allowed to be with her, like, alone on set. That, which is like, this is where it becomes really bad to me. (laughs) Because Whedon being a bad person, fuck you, fire him, get him out of here, I won't watch his movies, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Right. When you have systematic rules in place to protect these guys for doing this bullshit, Mm -hmm. is where it becomes a huge issue that you need to tear out from the roots. Right. Because it's like, and it was a while ago, but it's not that long ago that they were filming Buffy. Yeah. And if they knew that he was so bad to her that they needed a rule to separate them, how is he still the one that they're tapping for Avengers and for all this shit? I mean, he makes good movies, but Jesus Christ, man. It's not like, you didn't know? Yeah. Like, Like, he's a good writer. Not a director. Don't stay yeah, away from people. Let him write. People. Stay away from everybody. You Go stay, in a cabin. Stay in your room and write. I know. That's all you need to do. <laughs> yeah. I know. But then you have this weird, it feels like you're obligated to be like, by the way, fuck Joss Whedon. I don't want to watch his movie, but I'm gonna. Right. You know, it's like. like you look know. at Snyder. Like, Snyder's a family man. Well, clearly, yeah. At heart, like, any day, like, family man. Family it first. is. It's not funny at all, but it, it's an interesting dichotomy between the two of them mm-hmm. where it's and and the two of these movies where it's like <laughs> the bad guy made the bad movie and the good guy made the good movie. Yeah. And I wonder how much of that is. It's not that it's manufactured because it's very real. Yeah. But how much of it is amped up by the Internet and all of our opinions yeah. to f- have this self-fulfilling prophecy where like Snyder's the perfect guy. Like, yeah. I don't know, Jack Zack Snyder. Like- he might have. He might be, but I don't know. It's like Dragon Ball Z. Snyder's Goku in this situation. Like, we're all, you know, lifting up our hands and giving him spirit, <laughs> spirit bomb energy. Yeah. Like, yo, Snyder, here it is, it's buddy. True. Here's our energy. He's the silly Make this guy. happen. <laughs> yeah. And Whedon is Vegeta. He's like, he's still good at what he does, but yeah. dick, man. <laughs> he's, he's not going to get son. that win. He's not yeah, getting yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we were, I mean, the Ezra Miller thing. It's hard to talk about it when you don't know the details. Yeah, like they're still going forward with the Flash movie. Yeah, and there is video of him choking and throwing this woman. Yeah. I don't know the situation well enough to comment too much, but generally a good rule is don't choke a woman or anyone. Don't put your hands on any woman. Yeah, seems simple. Um, Keep your hands to yourself. And so it, it does feel like I just said, yeah, it was a long time ago that they're forgiving all this stuff and protecting Whedon on the set of Buffy but then again it's like well aren't we still kind of doing that Mm -hmm. we just let Ezra Miller keep this role presumably because A he's good at it but B it's going to make us money in some way and it's a really risky thing to recast and blah 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 so I just hate that I don't know what the solution is because if you recast him you're actively making the movie worse and I don't know that we would have all these good feelings about it all right but and at the you same time, it's like, them midway through production, like, well, that was just stupid. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's impossible. And then you have this situation, like we talked about at the very beginning of the podcast, where you're dealt a losing hand. Yeah. And if this movie flopped, then it's the death of DC. Mm-hmm. And it's like same with Amber Heard. Would I rather them replace her? I mean, 
Her, they actually could have replaced, in my opinion, because her character is smaller. Yeah. But then you have to replace her in Aquaman, too, where her character is bigger. Yeah. And it's like... I can only hope that Snyder made her do the change in accent and hair because he knew she's a piece of shit. <laughs> you know? I mean, there is that, but... And I don't know if she's a piece of shit. I don't know anything. At the, the most I know time. about Johnny Depp is that I saw him sing live in concert with Jeff Beck once, which is really weird. <laughs> My dad will attest to it. Nice. It was bizarre. It was funny. Um, but yeah, go ahead. Like, I would say for the nightmare scene we got at the end of this movie, it's like, it was for the sake of continuity, hmm. which I'm glad they caught on the accent and kept it. But like, you know, for Aquaman too, like you can replace her. I don't care. <laughs> but then you also need to replace her if you're doing a nightmare movie, a Justice League That's 3 true. or whatever yeah. it is because she, uh, presumably Aquaman is dead in that right. and she has taken the mantle yeah. or uh, who knows if she's the queen of Atlantis, but she's at least fighting with Batman in Aquaman's yeah. place. Or just kill her. Or just that. Kill her off. They could. Imagine. Imagine yeah. that's like the grand plan. Like, we yeah. know you hate her, but we're building to her ultimate death. Like, I mean, there were ultimate alternate timeline or stories where it's like, it's almost like the what ifs. Mm-hmm. Where like, uh, Hera, uh, Mera, Mera dies. Mera, yeah. uh, Wonder Woman becomes Aquaman's like queen. Yes. So like she's half ruler of yes. Atlantis. And like. That would be cool, but when we saw she's dead. <laughs> they killed her off in this nightmare. They've like, already that skipped sucks. ahead. And, and yeah. they could, yeah, they can't really retcon that. I think they're pretty, if they do the nightmare thing, they're committed to what it yeah. looks like in this, probably. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's a scorched earth in the nightmare, so it's like, there might not be much water left. <laughs> good point. It's dried out like there's no water. Good point. <laughs> You're so thirsty. The Atlanteans are just dead. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So I don't know how they should handle it. I'm not in charge of making the movies or anything. Um, But it leaves a little bit to be desired for me. It does feel like we're doing a little too much to allow this stuff still. And there should just be like, not necessarily no tolerance, but when there is evidence and it's clear and has gone to court or there's video or there's Mm -hmm. audio or something, when you know, when you can look someone in the face and be like, Throw the court stuff aside. We know what happened here. Right. That should be enough to get them out of the role. Yeah. No matter what the role is or how profitable it is. Right. And until then, you're just choosing money over everything else, and that feels like bullshit to me. Yeah, definitely. But then again, it's the yin and yang of it. Would we even be here talking about the great movie that we watched without these elements? Uh, who's to say? Yeah. That's uh, tough That's call. heavy, man. <laughs> I know. It's just one tough call <laughs> we've had a lot of heavy conversation in the last hour yeah <laughs> um yeah that's pretty much all i got on this we've done like a long time uh do you have any other notes or thoughts no i don't think so i think we covered a yeah. lot of it dude this was cool yeah definitely thanks for coming thanks, on thanks for having me this is great yeah, man it was really fun we'll do it again i'm sure there's gonna be countless star wars yes. stuff and uh that's everything my special theory, I, I know we're gonna we're gonna do a star wars <laughs> the one bad batch is coming soon i know maybe we'll do that yeah, yeah. i gotta finish clone wars i'm still on season five yeah, you gotta catch up i know, I know, <laughs> I know. all right that's a wrap thanks everybody that is a wrap but i just wanted to thank kelvin again for coming on it was so fun man I, we had a great time he's gonna be back uh if you guys liked it let us know and Uh, we'll see where the guests go from here. I'm still working it all out, but 
he'll definitely be back. Uh, follow him on Instagram. I'll put it in the description. He does some cool stuff on there. He painted some cool Star Wars helmets and has some funny stuff. He's a good follow. Um, thanks again for listening. Oh, of course. Secret code word is hot dog. All right, folks. Catch you next time.